You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. It's probably human nature that health is taken for granted until we have a personal health crisis. One particular group who have had such experiences are absolute examples for appreciation of getting a second chance at life. The Transplant Team Ireland for the 2023 UK Transplant and Dialysis Games, taking place at the end of July, had a get-together in Kilcullen recently for the official launch of their campaign. They were addressed by Kilcullen businessman and kidney transplant recipient James Nolan, himself a many times participant in UK, European and World Games for transplant athletes. He told them they were ambassadors for organ donation and not to be afraid to be competitive. Today to be asked to come here to speak to the Transplant Sport Ireland team is such a privilege and an honour for me, but also in tandem with that, it's a reminder and a reflection time for the journey that I've been on. I wouldn't be here only for what my sister did for me back in 1987. That's 36 years ago in nine days' time, and I just know how goddamn lucky I am. So the purpose of today is to just try and talk to the athletes. That when they go to Coventry and they're going to the British Games, it's a huge championship, huge numbers, that they can go there, represent their donor, their family, their county, and represent Ireland with pride. And don't be frightened to go out there and be competitive. At the end of the day, it is a sports event. You can be competitive, but you obviously play within the rules and you respect your competitors and the sporting environment that you're competing in. And at the end of the day, the real message from this is to showcase the success of organ donation, to show what people can do when they get a second chance in life. And ultimately, that's what the athletes have got to do. They've got to look at the bigger picture here and be ambassadors for organ donor awareness because they are so lucky to have received a second chance in life. Speaking to the group, James Nolan recalled his own childhood of doctors' waiting rooms, hospital visits and diets because of his kidney problems. Before, he was given the gift of life with a living donor transplant from his sister Catherine. He remembered the effect of his kidney issues on his ambitions for sports while in school. When I was 16, 17 in secondary school, I had great visions of me being on the senior cup rugby team. And I would have been quite a good runner. And then as kidney failure or chronic end-stage renal failure kicked in, my energy levels dipped, dipped and dipped. And the only way I can describe it is like I had a battery that lasted for four hours. At the end of the four hours, battery shut down, body shut down, I had to sleep. So to answer your question, I was a sports fanatic. But that opportunity at that age was taken away because of my health. So to be able to go and represent Kilcullen, Kildare and Ireland and my family at the Transplant Games is a huge honour. And for a sports fanatic, well, it doesn't get any better than representing your country, putting on an Irish shirt, pretty special. At the end of the day, I couldn't have done that only for what my sister Catherine did for me back in 1987. She gave me the greatest gift that any human being can give to another human being. She gave me the gift of life. Many among his audience could relate James Nolan's account to their own lives as donor recipients for kidneys, lungs, heart, pancreas and bone marrow. 
especially the captain of the 33-strong team, Dubliner Harry Ward. The get-together day in Kilcullen coincidentally was the 16th anniversary of his own kidney transplant. Before I knew anything about I was sick or kidney, I, I had no problems whatsoever. Um, I was living a healthy life, married, mortgage, everything else, and then all of a sudden your world collapses because you're told you're on this machine for uh, four hours a day, three days a week. But since the transplant, uh, every day I think of my donor, every day I think of my family, I get emotional a lot of the time, um, but I'm happy, I'm happy and I'm hoping my donor's family are happy that they know that the kidney has gone on for 16 years now at this stage. I've got to see both my children married, buy houses, and I now have two grandchildren that I may not have got to see. Uh, I believe the sport is great because it shows uh, you're not only worrying about your tablets all the time, that there is a life after transplantation. I went to my first competition in 2006 as a dialysis patient, and I won a gold medal. So that gave me great hope and great thrill. And actually, I won the gold medal on the day of my wife's birthday, and she was with me there. So that was a great thrill and a great honour. We went. To, we were in Germany for that. We use the word team, but we're more like a family. Uh, we worry about one another. We talk about one another. We talk to one another. We we don't particularly talk about our transplants. We talk about life in general. Uh, I think. <laughs> I'm probably the captain because I've the loudest voice and I can get them all to line up quicker. I don't think it's my my sporting powers, but it is a great honour and it's a great thrill. Harry Ward. Peter Heffernan from Kerry had a kidney transplant in 2011, but is now back on dialysis since the donated kidney failed earlier this year. First, he told me about how he found out he had a serious kidney problem. When I was about in my, in my mid-40s, right, I kind of noticed that I was drinking a lot and doing a lot of bit, you know, drink, drinking excessively, right? And I was out with my sister, who happened to be a nurse, and she noticed it, and she got me to go to, um, to a doctor. So I went to the doctor, anyhow, and he discovered that, yeah, there's a problem with my kidneys, all right? And then for about five or five, five to ten years then, I was kind of just hobbling along and, and they kept me going. And then around um, when I was about in my mid-fifties then, um, the kidney function got so bad I had to go on dialysis. Peter Heffernan was on dialysis for about six years. He had to change the kind of treatment after five of these because of medical complications. So it wasn't easy. But in 2011, he got a transplant. That's been doing very well up to about the beginning of this year. And that's, so I've, I've got a great 12 years out of it, a terrific 12 years out of it. And uh, unfortunately now that's reached the end of its life. Like the, 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 the average they talk about kidneys is about 15 years. Um, now some people have it long, much, much longer, and some people only get it. So I got, I got 12, 13 years out of it. So um, I'm back on dialysis now. But in, in the 12 years or since I've had kidney failure now, um, I've been to every transplant game since about 2008, except or 2011 when I got the year of the transplant. Swimming is what I've always done. From I played water polo from a, from a child, so it was great. You know, I'm in my 60s now, and it's great to be still competing in the pool, which I enjoy. So I've had a wonderful 12 years. Um, and I've seen my family grow up and um, I've seen kind of milestones as they're grown up and been well enough to enjoy it. 
with the games every year, that was the focus of the year. I was always going, so you were kind of looking at training. So that was one side of it. The, the other side of it was the whole camaraderie. And you're, me- you're mixing with people who, no matter what your problem, someone else has experienced that. So you feel you're not unique in the sense and what happens to you. And we, we've all had battles. I'm sure we all have. I have. And I'm, old, I'm no different to anybody else there. And you meet people and you talk to them and they all say they have the same battle. So you feel you're not on your own. Peter Heffernan. Sheila Gregan from Nina Interperary was diagnosed with kidney failure on her 16th birthday. She got a transplant in 1986, lasted for 17 years, and after three further years on dialysis, she had a second transplant in 2006. A second chance at life, as she puts it, and she says it's been going very well since. She was late getting involved with transplant games. My first games was in 2010 in Dublin and I had known James Nolan. Uh, we actually ended up in uh, the Meath Hospital together. I had just had my transplant and he was he was uh, uh, had kidney failure at the time. But I hadn't met him in a long, long time. And in 2010, my, a friend of ours, Orla, who's also a transplant patient, got involved with the transplant games, uh, the European Transplant and Dialysis Games, which were on in Dublin. And I, swimming was my main love, and I was kind of hooked ever since. So I've been attending the games pretty much every year, whether they be Worlds or Europeans, ever since. What does it mean to be able to do that, to be able to continue with sport? Yeah, like, I, I would always, as a child, I always liked sport, would never have excelled or anything like that, but always had an interest, played tennis, swam, tried to keep active and to be able then after receiving a kidney um, that you could actually go and do these things and, and, and continue to live a pretty much a normal life it's, it's kind of fairly, it is hard to describe really and I do, like I often I speak to people about it and I'm, I'm like it's the one, and I'm not sure to, I, I do talk a lot, but I just, it's the one thing, it actually blows me away. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Sheila Gregan. Of course, there are more than kidney patients taking part in transplant sports. Corkman Mick O'Shea contracted a viral infection in 2017 that damaged his heart. He had previously been very active in sports and says it came out of the blue. He fought to recover, but in the end had to have a heart transplant. After that, he was able to take part in the 2019 World Games in Newcastle in the UK. I took part in cycling there and um, that's where it opened my eyes to the potential of, um, with dedication and hard work, uh, the ability that you could get back to the high level that some of these athletes were performing at was unbelievable and inspiring as well. In addition to his interest in cycling, Mick O'Shea has also developed a special space in his athletics for the relatively new transplant sport of soccer. The, the big team is like a big, a, big, um, a big unit, a big family, but with the soccer team it's, it's very, because um, we train every twice a month and stuff like that together, so we're, we're nearly like a band of brothers at this stage. And We went to, we went to Birmingham earlier this year to play um, a soccer tournament. There was, there was 11 of us togged out and it was very emotional to see uh, hearts, livers, kidneys, bone marrow all in the one pitch it's, it's a unique experience you know, we, like the, um, there was probably 50 to 100 years of, of, of extra life due to organ donation you know, on the pitch at that stage it was very emotional 
McOshea. Lara Brennan from County Wexford had to have a double lung transplant in his 20s after being in and out of hospital all his life because of cystic fibrosis. The procedure was carried out in Dublin's Matter Hospital almost a decade ago and these days he is also part of the transplant soccer group. I used to love football as a kid. I used to always play it when I, when I could and I felt it sort of kept me well enough even as a kid, you know, reasonably good health. Um, so to be able to play it now and to represent my donor, that's the biggest thing for me, like, you know. It's, it's a massive honour, like, you know, so, so... And the football is kind of a new thing, but I think it's kind of opening doors up to, to other lads that will obviously play more sports as they go, you know. Lar Brennan. And, as a celebratory postscript, Lar got married a few weeks ago. For Wexford man Paul Brown, a necessary bone marrow transplant in 2010 was accompanied by a hundred days of isolation in an apartment near St James's Hospital while having follow-up checks and treatment. He told me how the doctors first found out he had the very rare condition of aplastic anemia. I got a sharp pain to the hip and um, from there like, I just went to the doctor to get it checked out. Because uh, we had an important match say on the weekend, so I said I'd get a check. Um, when I went to, to go get a check, the doctor done bloods, um, and he sent me straight to the hospital then, which they done further bloods there. On discovery of the results of the bloods, there was no um, no levels, no whites and no platelets, no red count. Um, so they just said they don't know how I was walking around the place. There was absolutely nothing left. After further tests and then chemo treatment that didn't really work long term, Paul got a bone marrow transplant from an anonymous donor and today he is fully well. He was looking forward to the Coventry Games. I'm playing the darts over there, um, but my main sport is the soccer. So it's what, it's what I came from anyway, so I'm happy to be back at it. Uh, I was in Birmingham for the Soccer Team Ireland's first um, competitive game, but unfortunately I was injured at the time, so I couldn't play in it. Um, so this this will be my first game playing. But sure, we, we, have, we have a great bunch, we have a great team. They're very good, like so it's going to look forward to playing with them again. Paul Brown. In December 2007, Michael Kiohan was in St Vincent's Hospital in Dublin with just seven or eight weeks to live due to terminal liver failure. He was put on the top of the transplant waiting list and one came available in a few days. An initially problematic recovery, when the organ was threatened with rejection, all came right after a difficult seven weeks and perseverance with treatment by his medical team. I left hospital early February of 2008 and I haven't been in hospital since. So I've gone from being in hospital regularly to not being in hospital for the last 15 and a half years. So my liver transplant was a great success. I'm a football coach, is what I do in the local secondary school. So I, I'm always into football coaching and basketball coaching. So sport is a big part of my life. And after my transplant, then I became part of the Irish transplant team. And I started trying out new sports like badminton, race walking, shot put, discus, javelin, darts. So, you know, it kind of opened up a brand new, a, a whole new avenue for me of, you know, when I grew up, like, in the 80s as a young fellow, it was GA was the only thing, like, you know, we didn't have the sports that are available to us now. 
Um, so I'm really enjoying all the new sports that uh, I've taken up over the years and met a lot of very good people, made great friends. And, and in the last 12 months, I've been part of the Irish soccer team, which is a very new sport for transplant uh, sport in Ireland. And we've already gone away to a tournament in England and got to the final and came home with silver medals. So we're adding another string to our bow as well. So my journey of organ donation has been a very successful one and it has been a very exciting one. And all this would have only been possible because of the generosity of somebody. You know, it wasn't the month of December, so it's a very Christmassy time, family time, and for them to make that decision to donate and to save my life. Because as I said to you, I was given eight weeks to live without a transplant. Um, so I was definitely one of the lucky people. There's no doubt about that. Michael Kilhan, a living emphasis of what organ donation is all about. It saved my life. All of those stories underline the constant message from Kilcullen's James Nolan, founder of the Punchestown Kidney Research Fund, which has raised over 1.7 million euros for kidney research and patient support in more than three decades of the annual PKRF charity race. He says over and over, have the conversation with your family about what can be done with your organs should you pass away prematurely. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. Thank you for listening.